coming to you from Michigan, USA, and listened to by people all over the planet. Get ready to be safe and sound with Sean Sparkman. Sparkman. Never take your eyes off your opponent, even when you buy. Welcome to the Safe and Sound Podcast. This is your host, Sean Sparkman. I have the pleasure today of sitting down here with George Jr. George, you have been in the gym industry for the majority of your life, right? All my life. All your life. So why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? For sure. So I'm a personal trainer at my dad's gym. I'm obviously a partner in the family business. My dad opened his first gym in, I want to say, 87, 88. I was born in 92. So literally my whole entire life, as far back as my memory goes, my dad has always taken me to work with him. It was never a drag for me, so I always knew that this is where I wanted to be. So my dad always thought it was, I'm the only son, so he was like, oh, I'm going to take my son with me to the gym. And it's a cool place, you know, it's not like a, not in a cubicle, it's not boring. I see three, 400 different people a day. You know, so I'm kind of always interacting with somebody different, you know, and some of these members have been there since we opened. So they look at me like, hey, this is my nephew, you know, so they watch me grow up, you know, and then now some of them are my clients. So they've kind of watched me grow as a person, as a trainer, and they've seen me evolve and they're like, okay, this is not just like some rookie kid out here. I'm 27 now. I've been training people since I was 16 years old. So, you know, obviously in the beginning, you're getting your feet wet learning on what to do and then doing a lot of seminars, a lot of, you know, listening to a lot of podcasts, being in a lot of podcasts, you get a lot of experience, not just so much with training, but communicating, you know, you can communicate with a lot of different people. That's what personal training is. It's like a psychological warfare, right? Why is somebody standing in front of you? Why'd you come to me? You're not there for the same reason as the person that was there an hour before. That's kind of uh, the unique aspect of me being a trainer versus someone else. I grew up in this and I've seen every evolution of training since yeah and that's the- really cool and obviously growing up in the gym and your dad owning a gym before you were even born has yeah. really molded and shaped you as a person right for sure absolutely and well, how did that really impact you as a person what do you so think you're growing up almost every single adult that i've come across have always told me my dad um siblings you know any friend that i've always been able to communicate like my friend's parents were always like all oh, like that's like our favorite one. But that was because I was so much older than I really was because I was always with my dad with older people. So my mind was not of a kid. You know what I mean? So you're talking about being 12, 13 years old and I'm working 40 hours a week with my dad in the summertime when I'm not in school. That 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 puts your brain in a different category. You think different than an average 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 year old kid. So when I took my business class in high school and I'm talking to my teacher with business experience, it's a different conversation. So when this teacher does talk to my dad, he's like, dude, your son is is awesome. Talking to him, it's like I I can open a business with this kid. So as far as molding me, it matured me very quick, very, very quick. I mean, you're older than me, too. And almost from the day that we met, it was like, oh, this guy's this guy's cool. That's kind of how I try to build my relationships. And same thing with your business, too. You're communicating with different people. You can't talk to me the same way you're talking to somebody who's five years away from retiring and trying to figure out something to do. As far as molding me as a person, I think it matured me very young, which gave me a step ahead. 
And, you know, some people, when I tell people that, they're like, do you feel like you missed out on, like, a childhood? And I say, not really, because when I look back in my teens, most kids were getting in trouble. And my parents never really worried about that with me. I never got in trouble because I was occupied with maturity. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, no, that's cool. And I'm really glad you brought up the communication aspect because it really comes down to building relationships. And if you've listened to a couple of my podcasts, I talk almost every single episode about building relationships and communication because those are the two most important things, I believe, when it comes to life in general and success. Because if you don't have strong relationships with your family, with your friends, with the people around you, and in your case, your clients, or in my case, my clients then what, what are you really doing in life? Because sure. everybody can agree at the end of the day, money's not everything. Stuff isn't everything. For sure. The, the only thing that really matters is who you are and how you impact other people, right? 100%. And one thing, too, is, that gets lost in this whole thing is that if you're not good at building relationships, that probably means you're not a transparent kind of person, right? You're yeah. not, you, you, you can't have a solid relationship with somebody if you're not transparent, right? So even as something as silly as like, you're like, hey, would you want to be on this podcast? Of course, I would love to be on this podcast. One, because I'd love to support you. Two, I like to voice myself, right? Mm -hmm. My experience is different than someone else's. We could be in the same field. Experience is different, right? Two, you said, hey, I got these questions. You can look them over, kind of prepare yourself. That's all great. But even these podcasts and interviews I've done before, they it's the same thing, right? They say, hey, these are what we're going to ask you. But I don't, I don't really want to know because my first answer is the transparent answer you're going to get from me. If I see these questions and I have 24, 48 hours, 72 hours to think about how I'm going to answer a question, it's going to alter my answer. Right. You know what I mean? Whether, yeah, it might be better. It might give you a, a little bit better of an answer, but is that my really transparent answer? Not really, because that's not the first thing that would have came out of my mouth. You know, who cares if I say something that's not politically correct or that isn't what exactly you want to hear? I don't care what you want to hear. I'm telling you, my experience, you know, and that's just how it is. I say how it is and that's just what it is. Yeah, it's, it's more, you know, and transparency really comes down to being real, right? And just sure. saying what you think, when you think it, because you have heart and you have passion and you're not afraid to share that with other people. And there's a lot of people out there that are afraid to share it because what does that do? That creates vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And from my experience, and I know you see it every day because you're a personal trainer, For sure. people don't like to be vulnerable, no. period. Nobody ever wants to have that feeling of like, oh, I could get hurt. But the only way to really build a solid life and have strong relationships, like you said, is to be vulnerable, to yeah. open yourself and say, here it is, lay it all out. I mean, yeah. it's the same thing that I do in, in business when I sit down with one of my clients. Here's everything. Here's how you do it. Here's this. Here's the alternatives. And here's what you can do. It's up to you to decide now that you have the education. Sure. And that's one of the things I love about you as a personal trainer, because you and I have trained together. And by that, I mean, you've told me what to do and I've done it. <laughs> 100%. But part of that is, is you do the education part as well. For sure. And why is that important to do when you're talking with your clients? So me and being in this field for such a long time, I've worked myself with trainers. I've had trainers train me, right? So it's like a little kid. If you tell a little kid not to do something and you don't tell them why it's like, I don't want you to do that, they're going to test that water or they might not understand why they shouldn't do something. So if you're not there, they might do it, right? Like, don't touch the stove, but why shouldn't I touch the stove? There's always that curiosity in your mind, right? So if I say, hey, Sean, we're going to do a 20-second interval. I'm going to give you a 10-second break. So your break is shorter than your work time. And what that does, it only gives you a little bit of time to recover so that way we're building your endurance, right? And then the better endurance you get, we're going to shorten that 10 seconds. And then we'll increase that 20 seconds. And then if I educate you and tell you why we're doing something, 
the chances of you following it are a lot more likely. If you said, hey, Junior, it's very important for you to save your money. Obviously, it's important to save my money, but why? What am I saving for? For right. what? Yeah. You know? And and not knowing, you just don't know. So the more information I give to my clients, the more likely they are to follow it. Why shouldn't you eat candy? Well, obviously, it's not healthy for you. But why? Why isn't it healthy? Is there a time when you could eat it? Absolutely, there's a time. Let me educate you when you can eat it. You know what I'm saying? So there's factors, but I like to teach because... You're not, I don't want you to be with me forever. Why would I take your money for 10 years? Yeah, I would love to. I'd be ridiculously rich. But but that doesn't do you any good. You're being reliable on me. I should set you up for success. Go. Take what you learned from me. Go do it. And then if you hit a plateau, come back. Say, hey, I did what you told me to. Am I doing something wrong? I hit a plateau. No, you did everything right. Let's advance it. Let's push it more. You know? And I think that I'm so confident in my craft that I know you'll come back to me with more questions. I give you an encyclopedia. Nobody knows the whole encyclopedia. Yeah, nobody can know everything about anything. I don't know everything about training. <laughs> yeah. But that's why you come back to me a few years later and be like, hey, I learned so much more about sugar. Let me teach you. You know what I mean? And that's just how it is. I love teaching people. And same thing, I love to be taught. That's why we sit here. I learn about what you do. You learn about what I do. That's why you and I go somewhere else for training, you right. know, because we don't know everything. Yeah, we might be great fighters, but we're not we're not all around the most known uh, fighter skilled. We, we have and, to learn. And even if you are, that person doesn't know everything because nobody sure. can. It, no. it all comes down to being with the right people at the right times so that you can build and be synergistic with each other, right? 100%. You can never have one advisor or one person in your life that can tell you everything and they're For not sure. they're not going to know everything. For sure. You know, you have to have specialists in each and every different field of your life and part of the reason that the Safe and Sound podcast is named that, my company is named that is because it's about building a safe and sound lifestyle. For sure. And how do you do that? Well, it's one brick at a time and each brick has to be something different. For you, it's the health and fitness aspect that you can help somebody fill in. For sure. For me, it's how to distribute funds during retirement. You know, and then there's other people that can be how to accumulate funds for retirement. And then, for example, when I had uh, Renshi Sakura on, it was about self-defense, but not just that. Mostly it's about your positive mental attitude and how to build onto that. And the point is that you always have to have, you know, multiple people to for really sure. build the way that you should and have a safe and sound life, right? For sure. And if now, you, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, you're good. What I was going to ask you is uh, a typical day in the life of a gym owner and a personal trainer, what does that look like for you? So my dad kind of um, gave me this little like insight. He said a lot of personal trainers are not business people. But he raised me as a gym owner before a personal trainer. So when I walk into my gym or I've walked into other gyms, the first thing I kind of do is I pay attention to the owners themselves and the staff. So when you walk in, you, you look and you see, is the owner attentive to the to the customer base? Are they just standing behind a counter or are they walking on the floor? Do they know their customers' names? You know, are they interacting? The more you interact with your client, the more likely you are to have a better relationship, right? So it's easy just to say, hi, how are you? Have a good workout. Boom. Have a nice day. I could guarantee you I know at least 80 to 90% of every single person that walks into my gym by their first name. And I can tell you about 50% of them, I can tell you their membership number. 
And that's not even like, that's not even a brag. That's just because my dad raised me through service, right? So as a gym owner, when I walk in, first thing before anything is customer service, right? So my gym ownership, number one, customer service. You have good customer service, you'll be in business for the rest of your life. Now, and one thing I want to point out that most people don't think about is what is the one thing that everybody likes to hear? Their name. Their name. Their name, 100%. Yeah, so I, I love that you know the names of all of your clients. 100%. It's so important, right? And people get so thrown off, right? So some people sign up the week before. And if I'm not there, I still have to activate memberships and go through the process of putting their billing in because ownership, we do that instead of workers, right? So I see John Smith signs up. Oh, he walks in and I was like, hey, John. They look at me real funny, like, how'd you know my name? And I'm like, I'm the owner here. I saw you signed up last week. I hope everything is going well. If you need anything, just let me know. And the next time he walks in, he's embarrassed to say he doesn't know my name. I say, hey, John, good morning. I'm like, I'm junior, by the way. You know, and I and I kind of like, I make that extra step, you know, and, they, and they, they come back. I've had people come in and they'd be like, oh, is the same owner still here? My dad used to work out here 20 years ago. He told me to come by. Why did his dad tell him to come by? Because my dad would call him by his first name. You know, there's yeah. small things. These small very, things add up, right? Very, They add up big time. And that's like the ownership side is your customer service. If your customer service is in place and you're honest and transparent and you don't hide anything, um, they're good. You know, a lot of gyms burn people and that's just what throws their customer service in the trash. When it comes to the personal training side, the biggest thing I like to do is find out why somebody's sitting across from me, right? So if somebody comes from me in front of me and they're, I want to lose 50 pounds. Great. You're overweight. I can help you. Why 50 pounds? What significance does 50 pounds less have to you? Did you weigh that in high school? Did you weigh that before you got married? What's that 50 pounds? That number didn't just magically come to your head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you might come to me and say, Junior, I want to weigh 185. But why, Sean? Why? And you'd be like, you know what? I fought at that weight and that's the best I ever felt. But you're giving me a reason and you telling me that reason makes it more meaningful to you because you opened up to me about why. So now four months go by and I can say, Sean, you're eight pounds away from being at the best shape of your life from what you told me. So you can't quit now. The accountability. It's a lot of accountability now. You know, some people will come to me and they won't even tell me their goal. Be like, hey, I'm just here just to feel better. That's a goal. Very vague. Because do you not feel good because you don't eat well? Do you not feel good because you're depressed? You know, these are things that a lot of trainers do not understand. You know what I mean? So being worked on from other trainers and seeing how they communicated with me and what they didn't ask me made me understand what I should be asking. Does that make sense? It does make sense, yeah. So I went to Miami for a family vacation, and then it turned out that the number one trainer in the world was there in Miami. He trains the best athletes in the world. So I was like, I'm going to go there. I'm going to pay this guy to train me. So he snubbed me off to another trainer in his facility who was even better than him. <laughs> so he like snubbed me, but he was trying to build the guy's business, which I understand. So he sits me over, and he's like, look, my name is Henry. Um, he's like, I train... LeBron, D-Wade, names all these guys. And I'm like tripping out. I'm like, no way. He's like, yeah. He's like, do you know who that guy is? I'm like, yeah, that's Norris Cole. Long story short, he starts training me. One of the coolest guys. Let me ask you a question, man. He goes, you're not just a normal person. He goes, are you an athlete? Oh, and I, so I tell him, I'm a gym owner. I'm a trainer. He goes, cool. 
He goes, now let me ask you this. Are you here to learn from me or do you want me to train you? I was like, to be honest, I want to learn. He's like, just tell me that. He's like, come on, let's go. And he educated me, right? But there was things that I had flaws in my game that I was not doing. And then there was things that he wasn't doing. So on my last day there, I did three visits with him. Um, I asked him, I said, would you be open to hear what I have to say to you? He's like, yeah. So in return from that day, he gave me his phone number. And he said, anytime you want to talk or we want to trade info, we will. So now he's in Boston doing uh, clinical studies for athletes. He, he's invited me there about three or four times. Wow, that's awesome. But that's that transparency, right? He could have yeah. easily been like, you're a little kid. You're, you're nothing to me. I don't need to hear that. But instead, he took what I told him. I don't know if he's doing it or not, but at least he's like, hey, this guy is not a clown, you know? Yeah. So well, Also, part of that is your communication skills and relationship building that you've learned because not everybody would approach it the way that you did. Yeah, for sure. You, you asked permission for sure. to be able to share with him, and he was receptive to yeah, that. So not on, on both your sides, yeah, you, you didn't just try and tell him what yeah. to do or, hey, here's how, how I think you should do it. Yep. You, you know, you were able to say, hey, well, would you be open to it? Yeah, and, and that's an sure. important thing that I think a lot of people miss. You know, everybody loves to talk. They love to hear their own voice, just yeah. like they love to hear their own name, right? For sure. And one of the lost arts, I believe, in our country is listening. Yeah. And, and it's something that I have to work on every day and every person does, right? Mm-hmm. Why Absolutely. do you think that listening is so important? Well, part of listening, it, it makes you understand what the need of the other person is in the service industry. I'll say that. So if you're talking to me and I'm not listening to you and I already have a plan in my head for what I'm going to do with you, but I'm not listening to you, my plan might be 100% off. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you came and signed up with me and you were not comfortable enough to tell me why you're sitting in front of me, but then the, the 24th session in you realize I'm a transparent person and now you want to tell me why you're sitting in front of me. But if I'm not listening, what does that mean? You know what I mean? A plan might change two hours later. You know what I mean? I might have to change it right on the spot because you just opened up to me. You know what I mean? So a lot, and sometimes you might have to listen behind words that somebody's saying without indirectly telling you, you know, like reading between the lines. They might be telling me something without telling me. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, because they're afraid of that vulnerability and transparency, yeah. right? And at the end of the day, does it really make you vulnerable by not telling me? You know what I mean? But think about it. If I found out something without you telling me, are you more vulnerable because I know and you don't know that I know? Or are you less vulnerable because you told me? No, I get that. Now we're going into some deep levels of mind games. I mean, but, but if you I, think I, about I, but that. But yeah, no, you're right. At the end of the day, it, it you're stronger, I believe, by being open and For transparent sure. and real. Yeah. Instead of trying to hide and build walls and go behind things. Because then you're out there and you can grow and learn. And that goes right into another theme of my show, which is failure. We talk about failure on every single episode. It's very important to me because I believe that failure is how you become a better person overall. Sure. Because if you don't fail, how are you ever going to learn? No, you don't. Yeah. And so how has failure affected you? So I wouldn't say it, it affected me. It's just like what we're saying. It helped me grow big time. Because what I consider failure is after gaining experience and reading and talking to people, um, you look back at old programs that I've done for clients. Those programs, I would consider failure because of the knowledge I have now. Mm. You know what I mean? But Mm. I might say the same thing in 10 years from now. Like the knowledge I gain in 10 years, I might say, what was I doing? You know what I mean? Think about it. Think about it in a jujitsu aspect. You become a brown belt or even purple belt, 
And you look bad at, comp- at a competition you did as a white belt. You're like, dude, what the heck was I doing? And that's how I think about it, right? When I first started, I was a white belt. You know what I mean? I might even be a purple belt right now in personal training. Maybe. Because <laughs> how could you possibly retain as much information as there is? It's not possible. You can't. Right. You could have a significant amount of information, you know, to help and carry somebody through their goals, but you can't hold it all. It's just not possible. You know what one, I mean? One of the things I've always appreciated about people that are really real and they're good at their job, doesn't matter what the job is, is when you don't know something, instead of pretending like you do, you have the wherewithal and the ability to say, hey, I don't know that, but I will find out that yeah. information and I will get you the correct information. For sure. Instead of trying to BS your way through it and make something up. I appreciate that more than somebody who's trying to act like they know every single yeah. thing, whatever it may be. That, I think, is very important. Sure. I know that's something that you 100% oh, would yeah. do because I've posed some tough questions to you yeah. before, and that was the exact answer you gave me. Yeah, and, and, and you know what? There is so much, there is so many resources that you can get to for health and fitness that you're going to get a trillion different answers, right? Yeah. So if you're asking me a question that one person that you listened to on a podcast gave, I can't say I knew that if I didn't listen to that podcast. Hold off. Let me get let me let me read on that. Maybe we heard that wrong. Or maybe I don't know that. Let me read it, you know? Or they might be talking about one small thing, you know? Sugar. Is sugar 100% bad? Well, not not really. We can't just say sugar is bad. You know what I mean? Because if your blood sugar drops, you need some damn sugar in your body. You know what I'm saying? Like it tastes pretty good too. And it tastes good, right? <laughs> so, but then it goes to mental health. I mean, there's there's like a whole different thing. So Everybody has experiences, you know, um, people have read things. You ask me if I don't know, I, I don't know what I don't know. So I got to read and understand what I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, but having the attitude and the ability to go do that, I think, is very yeah, important. For sure. It, and it doesn't matter what industry you're in. It's the, the people that, that pretend and try and play something yeah. off because guess what? They're not transparent, which yeah. is the theme of what we've been talking about today, right? For sure. And how do you impact people if you're not? Yeah, you can't. Yeah. You're, 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 you're lying and... Every liar ends up being exposed, period. Yeah, 100% of the they time. They get exposed 100% of the time. It's just a matter of time when they get exposed. Right. You know? Um, and it's just, in a sense, it's kind of sad that there is so much bad, bad, bad information out there. With social media, you have all these, like, coaches and stuff that post these 30-day challenges and 60-day challenges and all this crap out there. And they get the average person who doesn't know anything about it to buy into it. You know what I mean? Like uh, life insurance all the time. I get these little things on social media say like $9 a month, $9 a month. You and me both know that's bullshit. Nine, <laughs> $9 a month, $9 a month. Really? $9 a month. Then what happens when that term is done? Am I able to convert it? Probably not because it's, or it's going to be extremely expensive and I can't afford it. Something. There's a catch to it. What is the catch? $9 a month ain't the shit. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, if you can even get it for the nine dollars, if you can get it for nine dollars, right? then you go do your physical, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it's gonna be three hundred and ninety-seven dollars a month." And be like, "Oh, well, I don't know. Uh, should I do it?" And then they get sold on some bullshit. You know what I mean? Because they don't know. You just don't know. You're not asking enough people. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I read something the other day, and I'm not gonna quote this exactly, but I'm gonna paraphrase it as best I can. Uh, since the internet came around in the early two thousands and really exploded, there's more information created on a daily basis every single day than has ever been available to people in the history of our planet 
So we're literally living in an age where more data and information is available to you than people throughout our entire history have ever had available, created on a daily basis. But now that's amazing and it's scary at the same time because how much of that information is, is backed right. by research? Yeah. You know, and what's crazy too is that same thing because I'm in the fitness industry. All I follow is like fitness stuff on Instagram, right? So I get these like little sponsored ads that will say new study shows that um, egg, egg yolk causes high cholesterol. Well, first of all, cholesterol is not dietary. So chill the hell out with that. And that study was based off of like 10 people that probably already have pre-existing cholesterol issues. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So then if you go look at, I remember growing up, my dad stopped eating eggs for a long time because there was a study that said that is just as bad as smoking cigarettes. But that was, study was based off of like 10 people. Give me a study based off of 10,000 people, 100,000 people. You know what I mean? Not the variable of somebody who already has pre-existing cholesterol issues. For sure, yeah, then it's going to cause a problem. You know what's funny is I was on uh, my Twitter feed yesterday and I saw a guy that, uh, he's an older gentleman, and he had posted a little tweet, right? And he said, hey, just recently saw my doctor. He said that I'm doing really great and I'm super healthy and strong. So he asked me what I was doing. And I told him, well, I, I eat low carb, high protein, and I exercise. And his reply to me was, well, you're older. You should be eating low fat and doing aerobics, not weightlifting. That's the most backwards shit I've ever heard in my but, life. But it was an MD that told him that. But and see, it, that's the problem. Right. So I'll give you another example. I have a relative in California who saw that I was doing a true ketogenic diet. So when I say bare minimum animal fat, bare minimal, okay? And she's like, I'm interested in doing it. I said, okay, you're going to take a supplement called No Bile, which is it reduces the bile in your stomach, which turns into cholesterol, okay? Because she had high cholesterol. I said, you're not going to do any animal fat. All your fats are going to come from avocado, you know, um, MCT oil, macadamia nuts, so, so on and so So forth. no ribeyes? No ribeyes. No ribeyes. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't want to live your Very, life. Well, <laughs> yeah. So true keto, you're only having like 18% protein. Okay. And you're at like 80% fat, and the rest come from carbs from vegetables. So her cholesterol was like ridiculous, like 200. Ooh. So she did this diet for a year. I could read you what she emailed me. I saved it. Her doctor was like, "You, what are you doing? Because your cholesterol is 120. And she's like, well, I'm doing keto. He's like, no, you can't do that. And she's like, no, let me show you my diet. Because the fake news on social media is telling you that bacon's okay. You know, you're eating these sausage links and you're eating really high protein steaks. And that's not keto. You're following the Atkins diet that he died from his own damn diet. You know what I mean? That's not <laughs> keto. You're not a you're not in a ketogenic state. But to the average person, they think that that's okay because that's what the media on social media people are putting out there. But that's not real. So her cholesterol went from two something to like one twenty. And her when her when she educated her doctor, her MD, and he's like, "Well, I've never seen that before. You've never seen." a true ketogenic diet. So then he did her blood work and came back and said, your ketones are really good. Like, this is amazing. You're, you're really in ketosis. And she's like, yeah, like I test myself and everything. You know, my cousin does this. He's like, oh, cool. What happens? She keeps following it. She keeps reducing weight. Her cholesterol is perfect now. You know, but there's... That's awesome. 
And it all really comes from the right education. Right, right. education. And it, it's funny because I, I love talking about diet and nutrition. You know, I kind of yeah, sure. dive into it myself. Nowhere near as <laughs> educated as you. But uh, I always find it interesting, the food pyramid and what we've been taught from the government level down for years and years and how different the reality is, right? For sure. So can you talk a little bit about what a really... Like whether it's ketogenic or not, it doesn't have to be keto, sure. right? But what's an actual healthy diet look like for someone? So look, this is I was actually just having a conversation driving over here with a friend and he's like, Look, I need to I need to lose weight and I'm like his name is Junior. And I'm like I'm like, June, listen, your lifestyle needs to change. I said, if I had to ask you a simple question, just answer yes or no, I'm asking you questions, yes or no. Is fried chicken healthy? He's like, Nah, man. And I'm like, Okay. I'm like, should you eat extremely late at night? He's like, nah. I was like, should you eat and go to sleep? He's like, no. And I'm like, do you know why? And he's like, no. I was like, it's not good for your heart. I mean, it has nothing to do with weight. It's not good for your heart. I was like, if you ate a salad with lemon on there, it's not unhealthy. That's, that's not going to make you gain weight. But it's not healthy for your heart to sit there and push so much blood into your stomach to try and break down food when you're sleeping. You should be recovering, you know? He's like, all right. I said, so just use common sense, healthy stuff. Don't follow no crazy diet. Just change your lifestyle. Get active, move, and eat healthy. So every single person has common sense healthy, right? Should you eat potato chips? No. I would love to eat potato chips, but you're not going to because that's not healthy, right? Should you eat breakfast? Everybody knows it's extremely important to eat breakfast. It's not because it's the most important meal of the day, but it creates healthy habits, you know what I mean? If you go a really long time without eating and you're the kind of person that doesn't have discipline, then when you're super hungry, what do you do? You indulge yourself in anything that's right in front of you. Yeah, you order a whole pizza. Exactly. You know, and, and I, every time a client comes to me and they're like, oh man, I, I, I messed up real bad on my diet. I'm like, you must have went an extremely long time without eating. They're like, yeah, you're right. That's why I don't like to put my newer clients on like an intermittent fasting diet because if they're not used to going a long time without eating and then controlling their eating they go and eat whatever right you know what i mean but someone like you i can be like yo sean i'm gonna put you on this intermittent fasting diet and this is the rules to following this diet i've, I could, ar- I've already been following it. exactly but <laughs> i know that put me on. i just did exactly it on my own. but i know that you're not at that beginning stage you know what i mean right. i know you can control yourself if you have a goal in your mind so these people who don't have the discipline, so I'm telling them, if you build that discipline up, then we'll put you on a diet, but learn how to eat healthy. So right. so instead of a diet, because everybody loves diets, uh, you know, I've had a lot of people in my life that I've watched that are a little bit older that I've watched them go on a diet and then they lose the weight and then they get off the diet and then they put the weight back on yep. and then they get on a diet. Because it's not a lifestyle to them. Right. And that's the point that I'm trying to make. And I know you agree with this 100%. It's not about dieting. You and it's, I talked about, about this last week. Yeah, I know. It's, it's about a lifestyle, a lifestyle and a way of incorporating and integrating your food into a way of living, right? For sure. So this is how I look at everything from money to dieting, fitness, whatever you want. Why only diet when you have a goal, right? So why only be healthy when you have a goal? So what I do for myself, which I mean you spoke last week, is I eat healthy all year round. When I have a vacation or something that I'm determined for, then I diet. But I'm only six pounds off of where I want to be. But if I was unhealthy all year round and then I'm going on vacation and I have 60 days to lose 25 pounds, what's harder? Six pounds or 60 pounds? 
Right. What's harder to change all my eating habits or just change a portion of the food I'm eating? You see what I'm saying? So small things change. Why only save money when you're when you're trying to go on vacation? If you were saving a little bit of money every single month, you could pay for your vacation. But if you're only saving 30 days before you go on vacation, you're going to be flipping a cushion under a couch and trying to find quarters. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But but if you were smart, you know, the the financial literacy in America is not that significant. People don't understand how money works. You know, and the same thing goes for dieting in, in the fitness world. Do it all year round. And then you have big goals, then then you can start changing it a little bit more. What, what more could I save from? I'm not going to Starbucks for a month. Great, there's $100. You know what I mean? Or I'm not going to eat once a week out. I'm going to have dinner at home instead. There you go. There's healthier choices right there. You know so what I mean? So everybody knows that they need to make healthier choices, whether it's financially or diet and exercise. Everybody knows it's good and that they should do it. But most people struggle with finding the energy, the motivation, what it, the, maybe it's the mental fortitude. They struggle with something. For sure. And they don't know how to get where they want to go. So what is your advice for people to get into those healthy habits? Accountability. What is holding you accountable? When I was good with saving money because that's what my dad taught me how. I didn't know different, right? But when I got married, I knew that I have to take that a step further. I have to change things. You know what I mean? Because I can't be selfish anymore. I was a little bit selfish. I would take extra vacations. I would go and do this and go do that, whatever. But now that I'm married, all those things kind of get put on the back burner. Now I have to think about my, my wife and child. I have to be able to save money for retirement. I have to save money for my daughter's college. You know, there's things that have to change, right? But what held me accountable was my wife and my daughter. But I'm a very disciplined person. So that was all I needed. Now, if you're trying to make healthier choices with your life as far as dieting and working out, get you a circle that you hold each other accountable or get a trainer, right? So, like, I'm your accountability, right? Sure. If you see, if I see you getting out of hand with your weight, you know I'm going to say something to you. Oh, yeah. That's accountability. But that's being transparent. That's and, being and your friend. And, and in our relationship, it's going to be insulting. <laughs> yes. But is it insulting? We don't no. take any insults. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> so, but that's my point, right? So you have siblings, friends, parents, whoever it is, create a little circle of people that that you know you'll listen to. That you're not going to be like, screw this person. I don't care. You know what I mean? Right. You, and you know that when I tell you something and I walk away and say, like, Sean, you gained some weight. You're going you're gonna to be like, dang, uh, maybe I gained too much weight. Maybe I should control myself a little bit more. What happened three months ago when I said that to you? You slimmed down. Yeah. I don't know if it was because of me, but I know I said something. Yeah, it was a little bit of both. You know. But see? It's, all, it's little things. But I, it's little I knew when I was, uh, you know, it's, and it wasn't overweight. No, it was but just, just bigger than what bigger, I normally Bigger see. than what I wanted yeah. to be for me because, you know. With the martial arts background and all the diet and exercise. Yeah, sure. You get burned out a little bit. You get burned out, but it wasn't even the burned out. It was just caught up in work and yeah. working and baby. making excuses because yeah. of the baby. And, yeah, for sure. You know, just making little itty-bitty decisions that led me to putting on a little bit more weight than I wanted. Yeah. And thanks to you and the other people that I have in my life, I was able to you know, reverse it. And for me, it wasn't a huge change because no. it's something that I've done in the past. For sure. So it was just picking up on old habits instead of building new ones. For sure. You know, and I've always noticed that for anybody, myself, you, I, I, get, I know you can attest to this. If you're trying to build a new habit, it can be even harder than for just sure. picking up something that you used to do. For sure. That's why I was saying if you create this lifestyle of healthy, 
you're not creating a whole new habit when you're trying to go on vacation to get ready for the vacation. You're just tweaking the habits you have. Right, and just like building a house. Yeah. You're taking one brick. If you're yep. building a brick house, you place one brick on. For sure. Then you take the next one and yep. you put it in. And then, lo and behold... You have a house. You have a house. Yeah. It's the same thing when you're building your life. Yeah, for and, sure. and it's something that I've always believed in 100%. Now, uh, a lot of my client base is a little bit older. Sure. You know, They're in their 40s, 50s, 60s, some people even in their 70s and their 80s. So for the people that are a little bit older that... Maybe they're a little overweight. Maybe they sure. have some other health issues. Maybe they have some old injuries, whatever it may be. Sure. What can they do to start building a healthier lifestyle to increase their longevity and be able to you know, play with the grandkids? For sure. So number one thing that I always recommend for anybody over 40, 40 plus, you must do some type of resistance training. There is resistance training for every single person. I have a 74-year-old client right now. She's had two hip replacements, shoulder replacement. On her other shoulder, she has a full rotator cuff tear. She's had two carpal tunnel surgeries, and she still is in the gym three days a week doing resistance training. What is resistance training for those that don't know? So you're, you're doing some sort of weight training. You're, you're pushing weight, you're, or you're using the circuit. You're creating resistance against your body. Now, what that's going to do, it's going to help with your bone density. And then, obviously, with the right dieting and all that kind of stuff. But... If you're not doing that stuff, are you going to get better or worse as you get older, you know? Yeah. My dad is 57, 58, something like that. He's had 13 surgeries, you know? But if he was not working out, he would not. I say, he moves pretty good, and I didn't exactly. even know that. So, and I'm talking about, like, major surgeries. He's had pec, shoulders, triceps, you know? This just, it goes on, you know? And it's just, if you're not helping that situation, you're making it worse. That's with everything, you right. know. That's with saving, working out. So for your clients that are a little bit older, get with somebody that has the knowledge to work with you. If you have injuries or anything like that, um, let them know. And if they're comfortable and they have the, the knowledge to train you, get a trainer. And as far as the eating-wise, don't eat at convenience. Eat what's right. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I can just imagine... Being older, you're going to eat with what's convenient. Nobody's going to sit there and whip up food on the stove. You know what I mean? You're going to go by convenience. So understand what's easier for you to make. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of things. In today's time, you can get a lot of healthy food at very easy convenience. And, and one thing that I've noticed that people have a little bit of fear of is further injury, right? I've, sure. I've heard it many times from people that I've spoken with that have a joint injury sure. or you know, their back hurts, so they just have the general aches and pains. They're afraid to get in the gym again because they don't want to get further injured. For sure. So for those people that are out there, what do you recommend when it comes time to start getting back into a healthy lifestyle? So this goes to, if you're hiring a trainer, ask them what your steps are for an assessing a client. What are your steps for assessing a client? If they're taking you through a proper chain of movements, they could assess your injuries or, you know, whatever your um, your lack of mobility. If you're having back pain, maybe it's because you sit a lot, your hips are tight, you need decompression, you need strengthening, all that kind of stuff. So ask what your assessment protocol is. If they don't really have an answer for you or if they get defensive with you, they probably don't have an answer for you. So that's something you'd want to understand. Now, take it even back even further. If you you're not injured there's always preventative 
all my clients have a warm-up and they have a cool-down to do based off of what their assessment showed me. Some people don't have mobility in their shoulder. So if they don't have mobility in their shoulder and they go to bench, there goes their shoulder. Benching hurts my shoulder probably because you don't have the mobility. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. If you don't have the mobility to take a 40-pound dumbbell to press it over your head, you're probably going to hurt your shoulder because everything else is compensating to, to make up for that. You see? Yeah. So to take it from there, and then if you're building to the, the steps to this foundation on your house is strong, the older you get, the less chance you have of having injuries. Now, if you already have injuries, figure out what caused that injury. Is your back hurt because your hips are weak? Your glutes are not firing up? Your uh-huh. hamstrings are not flex, flexible? What's going on here? And that proper assessment tells you everything. So really what you're saying is it all comes down to working with the right person, the right person. that knows what to look for. For sure. And, and really, ultimately, somebody you can trust. Yeah. And how, that how goes back to what? your field? My, like my transparency. Field? Oh, yeah. My field is incredibly competitive, just like yours. For all, sure. all the fields are. In, in today's information age, the competition is insane. For sure. And it, it really comes down to people want to work with a real person that they can trust. And for sure. And now, And I know for sure, because I know you as a person, that when you sit with somebody, same thing. There's transparency. You're giving them the right information based off of what they need. Not just something that they could buy. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I sat down with a woman uh, at the beginning of December and she, she said at the end of it, she goes, you know, you asked me more questions than any other financial person I've ever sat down with. And I said, well, of course I did. How am I supposed to know what to recommend or what to do for you if I don't understand your full situation? And it's the same exact thing as what you're doing when it comes to personal training. And like you said at the beginning, it's very important that you understand because if you don't understand all the different aspects in your position, you could hurt someone, right? For sure, 100%. 100% you could hurt somebody, not just short-term injuries. You could injure somebody for the rest of their life if you're not careful. So we we follow a protocol called FMS, Functional Movement Screening, and Functional Movement Screening. Um, You put them through a series of functional movements, you screen it, you grade them, and then you come up with a plan to fix it. You know, nobody gets a perfect score on that. Right. I've never had a perfect score on it. I've done it probably six times. <laughs> and you never will get a perfect score. You know what I mean? So um, it's just you got to work with the right people. You have to ask questions. If you're not asking questions, they have no reason to answer it. You know what I mean? So when people sit down in front of me, they'd be like, okay, well, what are we going to do to help me lose weight? Perfect. I'm glad you asked. Let me show you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Well, we're running out of time a little bit here, Junior, and I, I do want to wrap things up. But before we do, I just got a couple more questions for you. So you're 27 years old, mm-hmm. married. Mm-hmm. You have a beautiful little girl that I you do. just recently had. Yes, sir. Which is really cool. Uh, moving forward in your life as you're approaching your 30s and you're soon going to be over the hill. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know because I'm already it's there, all right? right? It's cool. <laughs> What are you curious about? You know what? Um, I don't necessarily think I'm curious. I'm excited. I'm excited to see where I'll be in 10 years because I know myself that I'm going to keep pushing, right? I'm never satisfied with what I'm doing. I have a a notebook that I keep of things that I want to do or things that I've tried doing, business I've wanted to start and just crazy stuff. And I know with my grit and my my perseverance, I'm going to be somewhere. You know, I've always had that mentality that, I'm going to do something crazy, you know, I'm going to be good. I'm going to be great. And I'm going to, I'm going to be on top of something. 
and it, and it's just because again i give all credit to my dad he's always raised me that if you think you can do something you can do it nobody can tell you you can't do that you know what i mean um yeah my dad did the same thing it's it's just it's a good way to raise your kid if you think you can do something you can do it if you don't think you can do it then you're setting yourself up to fail you better think you can do everything you know what i mean what's that what's that quote uh he who says he can and he who says he can't are both right yeah it goes back to the positive mental attitude right you create your own reality through the thoughts that you have inside of you for sure and so by thinking correctly and thinking strongly you can create your life to be what you want it to be for sure and it's funny because things are going to fall into place along the way all you got to do is start taking those little steps each and every day. And I believe 100% that everybody meets somebody for a reason. For sure. Every person you come across, there's a reason that you met them and you just don't know what it is yet, right? For sure. I mean, who would have known when we met each other, we'd be sitting here talking like we are today. For sure. Or, you know, that would 100%. be really great friends and, you know, both with successful businesses. For sure. And it's just a really cool thing that when you start taking those steps that your life just goes and unravels before you. Mm-hmm. And I, I just love it. And before we break things up for the day, I want to hear from you. What are your favorite personal stories? Oh, man. Well, that's a good one. Um, I'll just say this, that for the longest time, people always ask me, how do you you know, wake up so early? How are you always so motivated? I'm tired all the time, too, you know? So I, my dad was going crazy on me because he wanted me to be a dentist and all this stuff, you know? So I started waking up even earlier before I would go to college. I would train people at the gym without him knowing. And I'd go to college. I would go to class. Right. And then he's, I was like, Oh, you know, I'm training this person. He's like, why, why are you doing that? Focus on school. You know, he wanted me to get an education, you know, and kind of like step away from the family business and have a career. So I never wanted to be a dentist. I never wanted to be a CPA, which he wanted me to do it all. So I was so scared of letting my dad down that I wrote him a note and I put it on his desk and on the outside I put, um, I I never want to let you down or something like that. And then inside the note I told him that I wasn't going to go to school for any of those things that he wanted me to do. And I told, <laughs> and I told him that I, I wanted to be in the gym with him and I wanted to make our business grow as much as I can because this is what I wanted to do. And I was beyond terrified. And again, all kudos to my dad because him being open-minded he he read it and he was like look he's like the fact that you thought you had to write this down and not tell me in person makes me feel different you know like he wasn't expecting that he thought that we had that relationship where I could sit and tell him but I was terrified and uh he's like if you're going to be a trainer you're going to be the best trainer you can be and you're going to be the best trainer around here and that's what you're going to do if that's what you're telling me you're going to do that's what you're going to do you know and I guess my that's my favorite story because you got to take a leap of faith. You gotta you gotta be transparent. Again, topic of this of this discussion yeah. today. And you would be very surprised on other people's reactions when you are transparent, when you are straightforward, when you're not hiding anything, and when you just tell them exactly what's going on. You know what I mean? So my whole thing in life is that. You are where you are because of everything that's happened in your life. You know what I mean? From the day I was born and the day how I was raised, I was supposed to be in that gym. I was supposed to meet the people I met. I was supposed to have the experience I have. 
That's why I can work with the people I work with. Maybe some people come, they don't have that pleasant experience because I couldn't relate to them because I didn't have the experience. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the, maybe the older I get, the more experience I have, the more people I can work with with different experience. So that's my favorite story. Uh, for sure, my dad and I were on a podcast and he said the same story for him. They asked him, you know, what did you think about when he wanted to be a trainer? And he told them the same story. And I, honestly, I get emotional thinking about that because even when he was telling you, if you pay attention to that video, I put my head down because I was trying not to cry. <laughs> because I was so afraid of hurting his feelings, not being what he wanted me to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. That's my story. And, and more, just take a leap of faith. If there's something you want to do, go do it. Don't be transparent. If you want to quit that job and you have a business you want to, you know, you want to chase after, do it. You know, people question me all the time. Oh, you're going to be a trainer forever. I'm not, what, what kind of question is that? Are you going to be a CPA sitting in a cubicle all day? Oh, you seem miserable. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you, it's like it's like that, but transparency, right? People yeah. are, like, are you gonna are you gonna be a trainer? Yeah, I fucking love this. You know what I mean? I love this. You're standing in front of me. You paid me, so yeah, I am. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's my that's my take on it. I but, love that. You know what? We're gonna end it on that note because sure. that was a great story, and I really appreciate you sharing that for that sure. that openness and like we've said it throughout the whole show today, that transparency. It's one of the reasons that you and I will be lifelong friends, sure. and I look forward to many years to come, right? For sure. Next our we kids get to, yeah, with, we, yeah, we get to raise yeah. our kids now. For sure. And they get to train with each other, too. Yep. That's for sure, 100%. <laughs> so, Junior, for those that are listening that want to find out more about you and your gym, sure. where, where do they go? So, my Instagram name is Junior. That's spelled out, J-U-N-I-O-R, underscore powerhouse 247. Um, we own two locations, Troy and Madison Heights, Michigan. Um you can contact me on social media and we can set up any type of uh, meeting you want. Even if it's just to sit down and talk, you have more questions about maybe a program you're following that you want me to take a look at. I'm open to everything. So right, right there it is. Great. Well, thank you for listening to the Safe and Sound podcast today. My name is Sean Sparkman, your host. going to be bringing you more shows with more exciting and unique individuals every single week to help you build that safe and sound lifestyle. Thanks for listening to Safe and Sound Radio with Sean Sparkman. Sean Sparkman. If you have questions or would like to suggest a topic for future shows, contact Sean at 313-246-9278 or visit the website at www.safeandsoundretirement.net. That's www.safeandsoundretirement.net. I must leave.